You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio, head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat and today I'm chatting to Kate Whitley of the Strategy Success Lab. Hello Kate. Hello Sandra, thank you so much for having me here. Now you came into my world several years ago and then we've sort of moved in sort of parallel directions and we came together when you came into the Woman Who community which is fantastic but tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. How I got to be doing what I am now? Well, I'm a lot older than what I look. I'm going to just put that out there. So I've had a lot of experiences and I've had all sorts of different journeys through life. And each one of them has got different stories. Uh, I didn't know that I had ADHD. So a lot of my life was spent uh, navigating through not realizing, not knowing, but luckily managed to be able to, you know, do lots of coping strategies. But what that gave me was this, because also there are many downsides. It gave me a thirst for knowledge. It gave me a curiosity that I needed to know everything. And luckily, I'm a quick learner. And also, one thing I also look back and realize about myself on all my journey paths is that, you know what, when I've tried something, I think it's just not going to work. I'm not afraid to quit. I won't stop and think, oh, I've got to keep going and keep going. Honestly, I'm that's not me. And that has probably saved me. Now, have there been occasions when perhaps I shouldn't have quit? Undoubtedly. <laughs> Who hasn't? You know, you look back and think, oh, I think I might have given up a bit too early there. But so I'm, you know, I started out, uh, I had a child very young, and then everyone told me, oh my gosh, that's it. You've, you know, you've ruined your life. And I thought, I don't think it has. Thank you very much. I'm going to show you. And I guess I the first time, <laughs> I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I've always worked for myself, always tried to do little businesses. The very first business I had, uh, about I tried to scale. And I also realized about the pitfalls in all of those sort of things. So I was 12 and decided with my friend that we were going to sell some of the apples from the orchard up the road to people at school, uh, cheaper than what they could get them in the school canteen. So we got big bagfuls, took that and made a fortune out of it. Well, say a fortune, we charged 5p each or something silly. And then the capacity started to kick in when we went back to try and get some more and got caught by the farmer. Uh, needless to say that operation was shut down quick smart and I realized that actually you need to find your own sources of things you sell you need to be able to control what you're selling so that was a big lesson but I've had all sorts of jobs I actually was a social worker I qualified as a social worker studied psychology parenting expert I've 
had a burnout. I drove a double-decker buses for three and a half years because then I didn't have to think about what I was doing. And also the vice president of an international sporting federation, helping to get pole dance, which is into a sport and recognised by the Olympic Committee, which was part of doing that. I have all sorts of things that I've learned along the way. And I one of the things having ADHD is that I struggle to format this for you, to put it into a specific way of my origin story. And that's always been a work in, process, in progress. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I will ever get it done because <laughs> every time something jumps into it. But I'm a deep sea rescue diver. I have a qualification for that. So, you know, if you fall over in a puddle, you're on your own. Sorry, that's <laughs> too shallow for me. I love it. I love it. Wow, what a varied past you've got. And so many different bits in there. To, we could make a million podcasts from that. But <laughs> just to, and, you know, the ADHD thing. Uh, and I, th- I don't know whether it's a current thing that people are more aware of it and has become more awareness. But so many women are meeting entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs especially are saying I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD and I don't know whether it's become more accessible to get a diagnosis or whether people are just becoming more aware that actually they have the traits of an ADHD brain uh, and that they're more neurodiverse and that's why it's coming to the fore but so many women. Yeah, and there is, I, I think I could probably just sum up why straight away, actually, because certainly over the past 10 years, issues, diverse issues, however you want to call them, ADHD, autism in schools and education, in the business world, we are more about, especially in our country, we are more inclusive. We have laws passed for you know diversity, equality. Okay, don't call me out, anyone, on them not being 100% perfect. But there has been a big shift towards that. And also... The other thing that has shifted is how we as women have been growing and developing as as our as females within society. Previously, we were the second person in the home. You know what I mean? We weren't the priority. And over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, that has had a big shift. And what it has also brought into factor is that where you have we have to go to work now, simple things that you can't afford to uh buy a house and she have two wages anymore meant that women have obviously had to go more into the work space more so than ever and now women are expected to rather than expected to stay at home all shifts and changes you know towards the great movement but what that means is that we now have to go for most of women in in the olden days when it was black and white or sepia uh weren't working when they went through menopause so we all are and older women especially and that can exacerbate ADHD traits. And it just does. And what happens is you look back and you can track uh, what happened at school. You might have had lots of jobs, but it wasn't too much of a problem when women didn't have to go out and do be responsible in, at work as well. And so it's come to more of a head. It's like, hang on a minute. Why aren't we these super women? Why can't we be that do everything? Well, sometimes we can. Sometimes people can all the time and sometimes we can't. And quite often something else happens. So a trigger in an event, maybe divorce, maybe uh, a child, you know, your hormones levels all over the place, grief, anything can trigger a a crisis. And how we deal with that has quite often been put down to a mental health illness. I was diagnosed originally 
with having bipolar disorder, chucked onto lithium for nearly eight years. I mean, my Lord, the stories I could tell you about that. And I don't have bipolar disorder at all. But what that did to my psyche, how that made me able to be interacted, I felt less than. And um, and I know other people who, ha- who generally do have bipolar disorder feel that too. They feel less than because something's not quite right. When there was a big, what's happened now is that it's been realised that it's ADHD instead, and there's been a lot of studies done about it. So now people are like, hang on a minute, I've been through that. And it just takes a couple of people to stand up and say, no, this is it. And then a ripple effect, you know, and you think, I'm going to investigate this. Some people choose to get diagnosed. You don't have to. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get any help because there isn't any, unless you have medication. I chose to because I needed to know that all the things I hadn't felt that I had achieved, like normal people, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. It's because my brain works differently and I hadn't had enough, hadn't had a chance to work out how it works properly. So I'm a lot older now. Women are getting more diagnosed in their you know, 20s and 30s, which is still older. But when you don't get diagnosed till you hit your 50s, I've got a lot of old habits to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it because it just gives me an insight into some of the women I chat to. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So I, uh, I'm i doing business strategy consultancy. And what that involves is that when we have an online business, it involves a lot of different parts, a lot of different pieces. And mostly the people who want who are in business, you specialize in one thing. So a wellness coach is going to be an extra specialist in what they do. One of the reasons they went into that profession is because that's what they're good at. They probably weren't great with computers. I mean, really setting up the techie side of stuff, understanding marketing. You sort of do what the general consensus of things is. Why would they need to learn everything? And since we've been able to, you know, we're, we're more into solopreneurship, we've had to put on all of these hats and the overwhelm kicks in because we just can't do it all. We think we can. We think we should. Financially, we try to. And general businesses in the first three years don't always you know, make it through. And online, I see a lot of that because the support network hasn't been there or it's a case of what we don't know what we don't know. So what I've always liked to do is to be that person who is able to see the big picture and pull together all the pieces I can help with tech, the strategy, marketing. I can do the psychology, the mindset behind all that with the business growthing, uh, growthing, <laughs> business growth and scaling. Get my words waddled. <laughs> and things I don't specialize in, I like to have people around me that I like, know, like, and trust and that I've worked with. And quite often I will work with people just to see if I there's somebody I would want to recommend, even if because I don't want to specialize in that myself. Um so quite often people come into me from two pathways, really. One is that they are trying to set up techie stuff in different platforms that I specialize in. And then they realize, oh, my gosh, it's way more than that. And we can do a lot more. And the next thing we, we turn the business around. And other people come to me now because people refer. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to just to get a VA to set up the tech and get Kate to do this instead. So people more come to me now just for the overview of the strategy, because I don't adhere to the one size fits all. I know you don't either, do you, Sandra? Absolutely not. Everybody is unique and everybody has got their own lane, their own pathway, and you can be anything you want to be. 
but yeah this one size fits all doesn't usually work does it no and I see a lot of uh, I've helped a lot of people set up a lot of people who are now doing very well and very successful I've had the privilege of helping them actually behind the scenes set it all up and uh, and I've also helped other businesses and corporates where I've not been somebody who shouts out it's not typical hey I'm doing this today working with this company when you get to a certain type of business that's not what you do we don't go out and post every five minutes when we're doing something a lot of time people don't know that actually a lot of people out there I've actually helped set up and seen the insights and you know I'm not going to spill the beans why would I it's wrong it would be rude unethical Uh, but what I have seen is how much utter tripe some people try and pass off as very expensive programs and that irks me yeah yeah I think it's about being honest. It's about being transparent with your clients. It's about, you know, treating each client as an individual and an individual business because one person's pathway might not be another person's person's pathway. And you've just said, you know, with uh, ADHD, you work in a different way maybe to somebody else that hasn't got ADHD. And you need to recognise that, that different people learn, different people are more comfortable with doing things in different ways. I want to talk to you a little bit about mindset Mm. because I see this regularly. You know, a lot of people, whether they're entering my awards or they're going to speak on stages or whatever they want to do and they come to me and I find they have different blockages and quite often there's a common thread that runs through whatever they want to do and it's, I'm not good enough, I can't do that. Oh, you look amazing when you do that. You make it look so easy, but I could never do that. Oh, no, I'm not confident enough to do that. And it's it's the same triggers that run through every single thing. And I believe this is a mindset issue more than a capability issue. I think everybody can do everything. They just have to find the, the way that works for them. You know, and I, I don't want to hold any woman back because she believes in her head that she can't do something because it's always away if you get a, a roadblock on the m6 you find a detour you still get to your destination you just have to go a long way around so there's always a way what what's your view on mindset and, and fixed and growth mindsets i say i see a lot of people with the same things as well i think with a lot of the time because it's people coming to me with tech stuff they can't do stuff they have the i can't do and that's actually quite a fact or they they can't do it but what's the Behind that, what the problem I see is the fact is that they feel like they should, and the and that stops them from having asked for asking for help before, and just trying to learn everything and thinking they need to know everything. Now it could be a financial. What I have noticed is that with a financial mindset impacts uh, how we work, how we operate, how we work with others. Now I don't mean, and I, I really want to put this out there. I am not someone who just says to you, "Right, you need to just raise your prices and everything's going to be fine." Uh, that's not what I mean. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. And she said to me, she was looking for a VA and she wanted the VA to do some specific tasks. And she had to pay her £20 an hour. And I said, is that all? And she went, what do you mean? I thought that was quite a lot. And so we ended up having this whole conversation and she had sort of based coming into the world and she'd even been in the world for a little while. She had based an hourly rates and worth on 
what you would get if you worked for an employer. So I said to her, okay, so they only have these many hours with you. During that time, they've still got to pay for the heating, the lighting, all the things, subscriptions to all the platforms on the uh, computer, everything that they need to do. I said, and the taxes, if they're going to have a decent amount. I said, so maybe you find somebody who just needs to earn a bit of, you know, what we used to call in the olden days, a pin money or side hustle. I said, but my experience is most VAs now are professional women or men who want to just earn a decent living online working for themselves, which means you have to charge more because you have all the extra expenses. The employer only has to pay you 13, 15 pounds an hour for admin work because they're covering everything else. <laughs> and that was a big shift in mindset. And they were absolutely quite, ha ha sort of knew that, but hadn't really taken that into consideration. Mm. And I said, so you're judging your, you know, if you want to pay for something, you will have to pay more for it. And it's not because, oh, the online world just charges more. We have to, otherwise we can't work. And at a, at a, at you, you might find somebody who's starting out, once they start learning new skills, you would expect them in a, working for an employer to get a promotion. You'd get them to have increments each year. Yeah. And so we have to do that too. Yeah. If we've learned new skills, we, we can charge more because we, we've now got new skills to do and help and be, we could be faster, quicker, have more knowledge. That was a big mindset. And it had stopped her growth because she had not, she just couldn't find the right person to outsource certain tasks to and she couldn't recognize the value of freeing up her time to then uh do something that she really enjoyed doing i, I don't know if you've so that's it's not like the step before i can't do it you know I'm briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they can stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that you could banish the nerves and anxiety and know exactly what to say? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Boot Camp on Sunday the 28th of January. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage again and again. Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Just get in touch. Now back to the podcast. In fact, this morning I was speaking at an event and I was trying to explain to the women in the audience that, you know, sometimes you want it all. You want it all straight away, but you can't have it all at once. You can have it all, just not all at the same time. And you just got to do one thing at a time. You know, if you're starting a business, you can't. You, it's this comparisonitis. You see a woman out there doing it and you think, well, I need to do it exactly the same. But you don't, you, one step at a time, because they've done a lot of hard work to get where they are. They haven't just gone, da-da, I'm here. They've actually spent years and years. If I look back, I've probably spent the last 20, 30 years, 
on my personal development, developing myself, my knowledge, my learning, as you have. Uh, no, I haven't learned to scuba dive, but you know, do you know what I mean? It's all <laughs> skills have a value. And I think that's what a, a, a huge mindset shift when you go into self-employment, it's that thinking of yourself as not an employee, but the leader of your own business. And I think that's a huge mindset shift. And some of the people that come to me and say, I'm not good enough, are coming from a background or a place where they've constantly been put down or comparing themselves to others. Yeah, 100%. And they do say that, that especially at the moment, we're talking about, you know, women who have discovered, like I did, that it's actually ADHD. We have heard probably 80% more stop doing that. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that than anyone else. So that really does, like you say, it goes into your psyche mm. and it impacts your ability to make decisions because if you can't trust your own judgment, you end up in this self-perpetuating cycle where it's like, well, I can't do that because for whatever reason, but I'm going to try anyway. But then when you try it, you can't give it 100% because you think, well, actually, I can't, I should I be doing this? I can't do this. Somebody doesn't believe in me or I actually can't do it. So you can't give yourself, you can't give it 100%. Because, and so therefore it doesn't work, perhaps is what you think. So therefore you go, well, I was right. I can't. And you end up in this like self-perpetuating cycle of, well, I knew I, I was useless. I knew I couldn't do it. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm a big believer that, you know, try and surround yourself with those positive role models around you i'm not on about the, the role models who are up on pedestals i'm on about women who are just like you doing things and lifting you up rather than knocking you sideways because i think if you hear you know constantly from people who are in a negative place they will constantly be pulling you down, not because they're jealous or envious of you. It's because they're glass half empty people. Whereas I think I'm, I try and see the positive from every negative. Everything I do, I've I've had lots of negative experiences in my life, but I, I'm not the victim. I look for the positive, the learning, the lessons learned, all those things through every experience I have, whether that be positive or negative. And I've surrounded myself with women who are very much like that. And it enables me then to be in that mindset that I'm open to new ways of thinking. And if something doesn't work, I don't beat myself up anymore. I actually think, oh, well, I've learned from that. Maybe I'd do it a different way the next time. And I try and impart that on others to try and lift them up with me. And, and that's my sort of ethos, really, and the values from where I come from. I think that's really important as well, because it's about recognising that you can learn from it and that it's OK to make mistakes. I mean, you we've all heard, you know, they the, the only reason they're good at tennis or good at, you know, let's do sport, for example, is because they or music is because they they made so many mistakes because they just didn't stop doing it. Now, we, we can't necessarily do that for every single thing within our business, but it is a bit like that. And surrounding yourself with people who have that mindset underneath it all we want to belong we want to be liked we want to be loved we want to be respected we don't want judgment we want people to we want people around us who we trust that when they tell us something you don't have to add the caveat look i, I I'm, I'm saying it with love or i hope you don't mind me saying it we would say that out of respect but it it we actually just say that out of courtesy we actually do trust that person we know that they're coming at something coming to us with something out of pure want and love and hope for us to do better 
And so the one of the problems was that is that when we get into a new environment online, we might join a new group, or we might join a networking, business group, coaching. We tend to the the first thing we tend to sort of see that looks positive, we hook into, we like it, it's great. We will start to mimic and imitate the people who are around us. So if things go a little bit mean girls, <laughs> then we tend to find ourselves, well, we don't, we might not even notice that we're judging people more. We're being more critical. We are naturally sort of creating and developing that environment because the next time we see, you know, so-and-so, we will go to them and say, instead of saying, oh, how did you get on with the wonderful thing you were doing? It's like, oh, did you hear about, you know, Fred down the road or Sheila or over the fence? And you're sort of creating the negativity around and, and we get caught up in this, I call it loyalty syndrome, Sandra, where people join into things and they don't leave, even if they're paying to be there, despite not necessarily being successful, because they believe it's them, it's down to them. And actually, you might just be in the wrong group. You might just, they might you might learn something, but maybe what you're learning isn't what you need for your business, but because you're not being shown a different perspective or a different way of thinking, you don't know what you don't know. You look outside the group and you see all these other people doing it and certain people will elevate within groups. And it's like, it can be like being in a playground. Yeah, I'm very proud to say, touch wood, or oh, maybe not, maybe it's just the way I did, but my community, I've never had to remove anybody and I've never had any negative comments in there. And I don't know whether it's because I've nurtured it in such a way that it would not be seen as being good, but everybody just wants everyone to do well. And, you know, I recently held my Solopreneur Awards and I awarded a special award to a lady that wasn't selected as a finalist, but she posted a message to lift everybody else up oh, and to support wow. And I kept seeing these messages and I was thinking, when I, and she was she booked to attend to lift everybody else up. And when I searched for someone to give a special award to, that was just the values, the ethos of just being there, even though she hadn't been shortlisted herself, she still, still wanted to see everybody else succeed. And I thought, what a great set of values, what a positive mindset. And, and I, we all need I, those, I, we yeah, needed her, we need absolutely. her around us. And I awarded her a special award. Well, you know, you could have knocked her down with a feather, uh, but she deserved that for putting herself out there to support all these other women. So it's, I think it's wonderful when somebody shows that they are not just out for themselves. They are, you know, wanting to everybody else to succeed around them. And, and I, I'm all about collaborations and I'm all about lifting everybody up. But yeah, it can be a real setback to if you're in the wrong place with the wrong people surrounding you. And you've hit the nail on the head there with the word collaboration. And we need collaboration because you you have a lovely group. It's lovely. I, I have to say it's one of the nicest ever. It really is. But the thing is, there's nobody in there. There's lots of people in there are all also. They're all also members of other groups and doing other things. And that's okay. Yeah. Now, you've created that environment because you've set the bar. This is how I am. This is how it is. You know, I'm not expecting you to just run after me and follow me. Uh, you know, it's all about how can we share, lift each other up and bring new people into our world? Because, you know, you don't stick with the same friends you had when you some people uh, school, all of them. You know, they you meet new people in a different job. You might keep one and then some will drop away. It's the same in groups. And we need to be able to do that freely. We need to be able to know that other people are doing well around us because it gives us uh, the, the, that comfortable feeling that we're in the right place 
And when we're not feeling great, which is a lot of the time as solopreneurs, it could be something simple that we know that we there's somebody there we can have a little chat to. And one of the great things I've discovered about about this is that how often that we spark ideas from each other, just a simple conversation. And you can just come away, just sparking ideas. That, oh, I didn't think of that. And it just off you go. Now, I find I'm not precious with my knowledge and value. I'll just tell anybody anything, you know. And so many people have said to me, oh, you shouldn't have said that. You should have sold that. I'm like, oh, seriously? Really? You know, does it matter? You know, let, let them people, I want people to just do what they can. When it comes down to it, when they can't action it or do something fine, then maybe they'll come and find me. But, and I'll never know how much impact it has made. But actually, sometimes people, I get people coming back to me a year later saying, I just want you to know that, and then they tell me something really nice, or, you know, I'm ready to come back into your world now. That's that, why I love my, that, yeah, that's why I love my mastermind because those light bulb moments just happen every month because I get everybody is has the ability to feed in and support somebody else and, and that's what I've tried to create. Yeah, it works sadly, really well. Sadly, Kate, we have run out of time. We could chat all day. Oh my um, gosh. I can definitely see a part two in this, so there will be a part two. But oh. I always ask my guests to leave the audience with a top tip or piece of advice. What would that be? What would you like to share? I think I'd like to just share, we want to, we know within ourselves that we can do great things. We need to have that in front of us to aspire to great things. And I would say, put those great things, those wonderful ideas, because especially as an ADHD, I have all the most brilliant ideas ever. I was the person they all came to, you know, what are we going to play today, Kate? I said, right, we're going to do this. And everyone would have the most wonderful fun. But what I did was I set high expectations for myself and therefore I always expected to then achieve that. And so I think my tip would be just to recognise sometimes you don't have to do that. And you can look at it from two perspectives. You know what? Let somebody else have a go leading, taking the reins and helping you do something without having to be in control. And then other times just think, why am I doing this? Do I really need to do this? Am I doing it because I think I should? Or is it time to just do something else? Thank you. So today I have been chatting to Kate Whitley of Strategy Success Lab. Thank you, Kate. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.